Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are here because the National League Division Series Game 2 between the Braves and the Phillies has been delayed by rain. That game is going to start now at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and we will take you right up to that uh, here on ESPN Radio. Now, this weekend, there are always, you know, when we're talking about the the Bills and the Chiefs and we're talking about, you know, games like the the Eagles and the Cowboys, they're always going to be at the top of the docket, but there are some second-level games that have a lot of intrigue for me. And one of them, and I can't believe I'm saying this, involves the New York Jets. Mm. The Jets and the Packers in Green Bay. Now, Aaron Rodgers did not practice today, but they don't think it's going to be any kind of a problem. I guess he had a thumb issue or something that popped up yeah. uh, with hitting his head in uh, on the helmet of somebody the other day uh, against the Giants over in London. But look. The Jets are a nice story that they have started to win games, and you can see where the progress is being made, and you can see where the talent is improving. Yeah, and I can see where this backhanded compliment from you is coming. No, it's not a backhanded compliment this time. Okay. Because those things are very true. They're tangible. And I have been a Joe Douglas fan, and not just because he's big, bald, and bearded. Mm Mm-hmm. Not unlike myself, for quite some time. Really since he was in Philadelphia. Okay. But... Chris, there is always something a little extra when you are facing the Green Bay Packers. There is always something a little extra with the pressure, with everything that's involved there. And I thought this was uh, interesting from Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday on what comes with that. I absolutely love the fact that the expectations are high. I mean, think about other places around the league. It's not like that. You know, the expectation of every time you take the field, greatness and winning and excellence, it's been laid down through generations of, of Packer people, you know, coaches, front office people, and obviously players, the standard of excellence. And we embrace that, and we really do. And we know what comes along with that is when we don't achieve victory, the scrutiny is probably a little higher. Especially when it's you. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> that's not a backhanded compliment. That's just a direct shot. Okay. More than anything. But, Chris, I'm looking at the Jets this weekend, and I know we've been disappointed in the Packers so far this year, but this is a measuring stick game for the Jets. Like, how far have you really come if you can go into Green Bay and beat the Packers? Especially since we saw the New York Giants beat the Packers last week. Yeah. And the Jets are supposed to be ahead of the Giants in their rebuild, right? Yes. Now, granted, that game's in London versus home. A little different, but still. Well, even more so because Green Bay just came from London and they're not going to have a bye week in between. So this is a game where, theoretically, it should set up for you to be able to have success even though you are the road team. And think about this, Carlin. Even though the Packers seem like they're a team where their strength is on the defensive side of the ball, particularly in their secondary, their secondary is allowing opposing quarterbacks to complete 72.9% of their passes. That's on pace to be the worst in NFL history 
So everybody that's been talking about Zach Wilson turning a corner with the weapons that he has at his disposal with Garrett Wilson and Conklin and Elijah Moore and Brees Hall and Michael Carter, this passing attack for the New York Jets better go up there and light it up against that Green Bay Packers defense. That's what I'm fully expecting. And if that doesn't happen, then I'm going to be looking sideways at Zach Wilson. That's where I'm at. Will you treat this as a measuring stick game for the Jets? I have expectations for the Jets in this game. If they don't win, so it's it not better. a measuring stick. It's no. This is where you're supposed to. be. This is where you're supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, it's not even a measuring stick. It's not like all right. Well, let's see if this is just you know a nice story, or could this season be something more? It's beyond that now, because we know what the Packers are, and we know what the Packers aren't. They're not a champ. The Green Bay Packers are not a championship contending team right now. The, the, point to me the thing that their defense does well. Their defense can't stop the run, even though they know it's coming. We saw that in London against the Giants, because that's all the we Giants can do. We saw that against the Bears. We saw that against the Bears. That's all those teams can do is run the ball. Yeah. And they couldn't stop that. Their pass defense, I just told you about the opposing quarterback completion percentage. Their receivers aren't on the same page with Aaron Rodgers. The offense can't score in the second half. They have the 26th worst, or 26th ranked, scoring differential in the second half in the National Football League, Carlin, through five games. That's awful. They're minus 20 in the second half of games. So this is not the Green Bay team that's won 13 games each of Matt LaFleur's first three seasons there in in a Packers sideline. So I I don't look at this with the same mystique as Aaron Rodgers tries to allude to in that clip from Pat McAfee's show. This This is not that same team. So that's why I'm looking at the New York Jets and saying, if Bailey Zappi can take Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers to overtime, and have it come down to a last-second field goal as time expired to win that game, what are our expectations for Zach Wilson, who was the second overall pick two, two years ago? What are our overall expectations for a team that had three first-round draft picks this year? What are, what are our expectations? What should they be? What, what's fair? A team that had two top-ten picks this year in the draft. I, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry, Carlin. It's got to go from a nice little story to a team that expects – to be in these games and win these games. And this opportunity seems like it's tailor-made for Rob Sala and Zach Wilson. See, the problem here for me is that I've seen too much of the Jets over the years, and maybe I treat them uh, in cases like this without the level of respect for what they are doing or where they should be or are, uh, then maybe I don't step up and respect them enough. I think this is a game where if the Jets went in and won it, They'd feel pretty good about where the progress is and that it's real. Yeah. You know, that it's real. It's because, tangible. And maybe maybe it's just from the fan standpoint that you'd feel better. Like, I think the players do believe in what's going on. I think you could see that. Yeah, Wilson, especially the younger players, right? Because Quentin yeah. Williams, I mean, it's four straight games where he's had a sack. He's had multiple quarterback hits in the last three games. Sauce Gardner looks like the best defensive rookie in all of football. Brees Hall... I mean, the guy had 200 yards from scrimmage last week. I mean, you name it, you're finding rookies that are contributing, young players. Garrett Wilson, phenomenal pick, Carlin. Phenomenal pick. The Wilson to Wilson connection, that's something that Jets fans are looking forward to for years to come, or they should be. The only thing that we have to ask ourselves is, do we believe in the quarterback? I think that's the biggest question of all of the young players. And in the last eight games, it seems like Wilson is trending in the right direction, 10 touchdowns to three interceptions. So we'll end up seeing We'll end up seeing what happens in Green Bay. I yeah. will say this. Here's the one thing that they got going against them. And I got this nugget from Aaron Dolan, our good friend over at uh, Daily Wager. Green Bay is 10-0 and straight up 
and against the spread after a loss under Matt LaFleur. Green Bay has won and covered 12 straight games following a loss, the longest streak in the Super Bowl era of teams winning and covering following a loss. Well, so, you good mentioned luck, New covering. York Jets. You mentioned covering. It's seven and a half. I don't know. I'm just Based not, on what you just told me, not the Aaron Dolan part, everything else that you did for the last five minutes, I started to sniff around a little Lockadini situation. Like the Jets getting seven and a half in Green Bay might be a solid bet. But you bet, just but said then, you've seen enough Jets football not to trust it. You I, just said that. And I just, and I can say that you can convince me otherwise, and you kind of just did. I did? And it was more about me thinking like a Jet fan would think, and I'm not even a Jet fan. Yeah. Like, dear God, this would be amazing if we went in and beat the Packers. Oh, my God. We beat the Packers. Well, Giants just did last week. You're right. OT for the, at times, hapless Patriots. Chris. So let's let's think about that, though, Carlin. Ser- seriously, let's sit here and think about this now. So you mean to tell me Green Bay two weeks ago played 70 minutes of football because mm-hmm. they, they went as time expired, they beat the Patriots, flew across the pond to London to play the New York Giants, and they're coming back to play a 1 o'clock kick against the Jets? <laughs> Carlin, all I'm simply saying is it sounds like it's setting up for a game that the Jets should be more than just competitive in. It sounds like a game that the Jets should win. It's no luck Could be coming. Could be coming. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Maybe even, Chris, maybe even straight up on the money line. I'm just... That, they are plus 275. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget, you can watch us now live on the ESPN app. Just open up the ESPN app, hit watch on the bottom tab, and you can watch the show live. Up next, from a team that's trying to beat the Packers to a team that just beat the Packers. The Giants this week get the Baltimore Ravens. Are they going to be any better at stopping Lamar Jackson? 
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, as we sit in a rain delay for Game 2 of the National League Division Series. This is the National League Division Series on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Nobody can argue with the fact that the Giants at 4-1 and one have made the most of what their talent is mm-hmm. and that Saquon Barkley absolutely resembles the player that he was in year one. But we all continue to argue as to how good they actually are at 4-1. and one. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are in, as the rain continues to delay, Game 2 of the National League Division Series between the Braves and the Phillies. That is a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time start, so about one hour from now. Canty, I'm not really remotely concerned about what the Giants are doing offensively because Barkley has given them that jolt. Yeah. If you took, if for some reason that he got hurt and you took him out of the offense, I have a feeling that this would look a whole lot different for them. Having said that, I am beyond curious as to how the Giants plan to try to handle Lamar Jackson this week because I'm not somebody that believes he can easily be contained. And I, I think the other night what you saw – Uh, that Cincinnati was able to do was about the best that you could hope for. And that's 60 yards rushing, and that's nearly 200 yards passing. Yeah, I think Cincinnati gave you the template for how to corral Lamar Jackson, and it's a lot like what we saw the New England Patriots attempt to do in the first half when the Ravens visited Foxborough, which is the mush rush, not necessarily trying to sack the quarterback, but making sure that you keep the quarterback contained in the pocket and then – push your Bockers with the bull rush to try to tighten the well on him and force Lamar Jackson to make throws from the pocket routinely. Now, Carlin, you and I both saw him do that at a high level in the second half of that Patriots game, and he has all season long. But I think that's about your best bet in terms of trying to slow the Ravens' offense now because what you don't want to do if you're Wink Martindale is fight the war on two fronts. But I do think that that actually helps the Giants, the fact that your defensive coordinator came from Baltimore and he's seen this guy well, up close and personal for the last several seasons. Well, that's what I'm. He, this is what I'm fascinated by. Wink Martindale, we know, wants to blitz. Oh yeah. Does blitzing help you here? Because no, no, it doesn't no, no, feel no, like he's. No, it feels like all blitzing is going to do is create a lot of alleys, a lot of lanes for yep, Lamar Jackson to and take create problems of. for you eventually. Yeah. And so when you have a coach that is going against his own personal philosophy in a particular game, I'm always very interested to see how that's going to play out. You know, can it's almost Chris in tight situations? Can he resist? Can he He's resist? Have to, Carlin. I know. I agree. He's gonna have to. I agree. But you and I both know that there are coaches in this league that, in these situations, cannot resist, and they end up getting smoked for it. Yeah, and that that could be what you're setting yourself up for if you think that's how you're going to make a living against Lamar Jackson. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening. But I, I just I don't think he's one of those guys that you can go after like that, Carlin. I mean. Among qualified quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson has the second, I mean, not, excuse me, the third highest QBR behind Tom Brady and Geno Smith this season against the Blitz. Wow. The third, so higher than Pat Mahomes, higher than Josh Allen. You know, listen. Does it say how, does it Higher than Joe Burrow. I mean, higher than Aaron Rodgers, higher than Justin Er Lamar Jackson is third in QBR against the Blitz. Does it have anything about rush stats during, against the Blitz? 
No, I'd I love to see that. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, would, I, would, I would too. I would too. Like, I'd love to know how many of Lamar Carlin, Jackson's Carlin. rushing yards have come can, against can, the Blitz. Can I give you this? Yeah. Seven touchdowns to one interception against wow. the Blitz. Surgical. Surgical. Wow. Don't blitz him. But here's what I do envision Wink Martindale doing. A lot of six and seven defensive back packages. And we know that the New York Giants just signed Landon Collins for him to play linebacker. And so I could see him being a linebacker in a dime or a quarter package where you have more speed on the field that can rally to Lamar Jackson. But what that makes you susceptible to is the Ravens run game. And I don't know the state of their offensive line, the overall health. We saw Tyler Lindenbaum get nicked up. Ronnie Stanley was rotating in and out with Pat McCarry. So I don't know where that offensive line is, but that would be the one concern that I would be worried about if I'm the New York Giants, especially not knowing the health of Leonard Williams. I just I don't know if you can consistently go with three down lineman looks in six and seven defensive back packages and hold up against that Ravens run game. You know, for the Ravens defensively, Chris, are they capable of continuing to take the football away at this clip? They've got eleven takeaways this year. That's yeah. tied for the lead. Yeah, you know that's a big number. But the, uh, here's the thing, Carlin. We're through five games. I think this is kind of who they're going to be. They're going to be a defense that gives up a ton of yardage, but they're also going to make some splash plays with takeaways. And now with them getting David Ajabo, their second round pick back, a guy who, you know, if he didn't have the pre-draft injury, would have been a top half of the first round kind of pick. That gives them another pressure player to work with. They just added JPP. Tyus Bowser is back at practice too. So they're starting to add more guys that can attack the head of the snake when it comes to the passing game with the pass rush. But I don't think that's something that they're going to have to worry about against the Giants. It's about stopping the run game. And I don't know that the Baltimore Ravens are going to be able to figure out a way to get that done because they're allowing opposing teams to rush for five yards a clip, which is ranked 26 in the NFL. But in this case, wouldn't you do everything that you could to make them beat you with the pass? Wouldn't you load the box? Wouldn't you do? I know the Giants are a zone I, running I, game, I, but I, still. I, I would, Carlin. I absolutely would. But I mean, that's what we said the Green Bay Packers should do, and they couldn't stop it. And that's a better defense than the Baltimore Ravens defense at this point. Every Is team it? knows. Every team knows that the New York Giants can't throw the ball. Carlin, Kenny Kenny Galladay is supposed to be their number one receiver. They're paying the guy a boatload of money, and and he can't. He's he's got zero targets, zero catches. Zero touchdowns. He ain't caught a touchdown since he's been here. The Giants are rolling with David Sills and Richie James and guys like that at receiver. So you're not you're not afraid of them in the passing game. How are they going to beat you? By running the football. And Brian Dable has shown he's going to do it in a lot of creative ways. So I give him and Mike Kafka all the credit. But this is the thing. Like, the Ravens, they haven't been bad against the run. They haven't been green bad. They haven't been the good against the run. They've been middle of the pack. Giving up five yards a carry is middle of the pack? 100 yards a game. 107 yards a game. Middle of the pack. Okay. Listen, five yards a, game, five yards a clip is not good. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. They're playing with a lot of leads, so teams aren't trying to run the ball against them. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Like, they, they think about it. The Ravens have blown a 21-point lead and a 17-point lead. That's fair. So they're playing with like, a listen, lot of leads. So we're going to talk about it. We're talking about the, the Chiefs were leading the team, leading the league in rush defense the other night. Yeah, exactly. And they got absolutely gashed yeah, by the Ravens. Yeah, exactly. Josh Jacobs ran for over a buck fifty. So it's not like these stats can be somewhat misleading. All I'm simply saying is this. If you're the Baltimore Ravens, you try to put this on Daniel Jones and you try to create negative plays by run blitzing on early downs and distances – 
because you want to put them behind the change. That's what you want to do. I don't know if they're going to be capable of doing it, but getting back more pressure players up front should help the cause. Giants are getting six points in this game, according to Caesars. The What really kind of interests me in this game is the over-under at 45. Uh-huh. I kind of feel like there's going to be a lot of points scored in the game. You do. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. What scares you is Daniel Jones. It, well, no, nah, I don't I don't think that's what it is because the Ravens' defense doesn't scare me. The Ravens' defense is going to give them some points. Right. Um, the Giants' defense is good, but I don't know that they're going to be able to corral Lamar Jackson. I don't think they will. Yeah. I, I think the Giants' defense is not far off from what the Patriots' defense is. Probably and I will say this. Your instincts aren't far off because 63% of the cash on the over-under is on the over. So mm. we'll see. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We're always just trying to make you a little bit of just money too on the side. Just a little bit. Always just, just trying to inform a little, a little bit. Speaking of which, your play of the day is coming up in just moments, plus three and out. It is Canty and Carlin, the Braves and the Phillies, game two of the NLDS are currently in a rain delay. That game is scheduled to start at about 45 to 50 minutes from now at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. This is the National League Division Series on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Game two of the National League Division Series slated to start at about 7.30 Eastern time. It is Canty and Carlin in its place right here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app every evening at this time. We give you two standards of the show. Our play of the day and three and out. So let's get right to it. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. And for that, we turn to the game, Christopher Canty, that is coming up here shortly Mm. on ESPN Radio, and that is game two between the Phillies and the Bravos in Atlanta. (laughs) Here's what I got for you. All right. Zach Wheeler. Ride the lightning! I don't even know what that means, but we're on Zach Wheeler tonight. Yeah. And the Phillies at plus 118. Phillies got something going on. They do. Let's get something going on. Well, think about it. They took out the team that we felt like out of the wild card round couldn't make a run to the World Series. Yeah. We felt good about the cards going into the wild card, and apparently the Phillies felt good about them too because they dispatched of them real quick. Yeah. yeah. Now, they had to hold on for dear life yesterday, but nonetheless, here's what I like about Zach Wheeler. 
He is from nearby Atlanta, so oh, yeah. he's going to be pumped up for this game. Oh, now, yeah. It's a playoff game. He would well, be anyway. Smyrna, Georgia native. Yep. Yeah. And he, this season, in that ballpark, 13 in the third innings, three runs mm-hmm. in three starts. Uh, no, two starts, excuse me. It was 2-0 and with a 1.98. Hello. Yeah. We're riding Zach Wheeler tonight primarily because the Phillies are on a bit of a roll here and because Zach Wheeler pitches well near his hometown. So that's I like it. That's where we're going. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. It'll be another year of Odell Beckham drama and where he's going to go. Earlier today, he tweeted, L.A. knows where I wanted to be, but they didn't offer me anything, so I don't know what people want me to do. I definitely know my worth, and what the offer was isn't reflective of that, so it's tough to say I could come back, uh, I could come on back, even though I thought I finally found that home. Here is Sean McVay's response earlier today to Odell's tweet. I love Odell. We have constant dialogue. I think he also knows that um, certainly I don't think that's the, the last one um, that would come from us. I'm not familiar exactly what it is. Uh, he knows how we feel about him. Um, we got a little bit of time, but uh, love Odell. Nothing but good things coming from me. You want a little nugget here? What's up? It caught the Rams off guard earlier uh, at, in the offseason when it said, Odell, hey, you can – work through the injury and rehab here. You know, feel free to do that. Yeah. And look at how things went for Cam Akers last year and how quickly they were able to get him back. Yeah. He said, I'm good. Stepped away. I'm good. I'm good. If you're Odell right now... Well, he probably felt insulted by the offer that they gave him or they made him well, this, this offseason. This was before the offseason offer. This yeah. was like right at the, the outset. Yeah. But this is what I'm curious about. If it's not the Rams which I could argue right now is not the best place for him to go. But I tell you what, with each passing game, his value to the Rams is going up because this Allen Robinson experiment, not working out. Can he save the Rams? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. So if that's the case, Buffalo, Green Bay, or let's just throw this in there for the heck of it, Kansas City. I, I, I threw Kansas City out there during the break. Kansas City has no money. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they have the least amount of cap space of anybody in the NFL. Not that Odell is doing this for money, because I think at the point that he's going to sign with a team, it's going to be, you know, around Thanksgiving. At that point, it's about putting yourself in the best position to cash in in 2023. And what does that mean? Playing in as many regular season games and postseason games as you possibly can. So, of the teams that seem like potential destinations that have a need at the position, I don't know, Carlin. I, I could see that Green Bay situation. Yeah, I could see that Green Bay situation. I know it's not ideal for him, but they have a need. They need veteran wide well, receivers. Again, it could be ideal for him if it's going to get him another deal next year. Yeah. If it's going to get him a multi-year deal. Yeah. Which it very well may. Yeah, he looked I, awful chummy next to Aaron Rodgers, too. I could see it. Yeah. Three and Out, by the way, is brought to you by Indeed. Attract, interview, and hire at Indeed.com slash credit. College football. We've got Alabama, the number three team in the country, headed to Knoxville to play, to face sixth-ranked Tennessee. Uh, Nick Saban has not lost to Tennessee since he got to Alabama in 2007, but they may not have Bryce Young. So here is the latest from Nick Saban on Bryce Young. Bryce 
is getting reevaluated today. Uh, I don't really know much. I hadn't talked to Doc, you know, since he did that. Um, hopefully, we're going to try to get him ready to play this week. But this is this is something that, you know, nobody can predict. You know how quickly this is going to um, give him an opportunity to be able to go out and do what he needs to do. And you know, we'll see as the week progresses. But uh, I don't have an update much much more than that. Well, look, college coaches, let alone NFL coaches, are more likely to hand you an anvil than they are to hand you any injury information there. But I will say there was a a degree of concern in his tone there. Just a little bit. And you also got to consider the quarterback that the Alabama Crimson Tide is going up against. Hendon Hooker is top five in Heisman odds for a reason. This dude is a flat-out baller. He is third in adjusted passing yards per attempt, Carlin. He is seventh when it comes to pass efficiency rating. This guy can flat out spin the rock. And so if you're Alabama, this is a test unlike anything that you're used to seeing in the SEC West. This dude is a little bit different, and Josh Heupel's offense is a little bit different. So I know that Tennessee historically doesn't have a whole lot of success against Alabama, but this feels like it's setting up for the best opportunity that that program has had to get the Crimson Tide in the Nick Saban era of football. I think this is a week where Alabama is going to be up to the challenge. Okay. And I think they're going to smack them around. Smack them around? I think it could be. I, I know they're not going to smack them around. I, I know they're not going to smack them around. I mean, it could can, be. Could they cover? Sure. Is, this, can, is, this, is, this is not going to be a two-touchdown game, two-touchdown win for Alabama. Oh, I don't know. I, no. I could see a, a 45-28 situation. No, nah, nah, I don't see it. Mm. I don't see it. Finally... Bill Belichick. Speaking of Alabama quarterbacks, Bill today was asked about the similarities between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. How similar are Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones' skill sets? Has it been an easy transition having him, um, you know, take the first snaps? Uh, similar, both right-handed. <laughs> They're both right-handed. Love oh, it. Bill. As only Bill Belichick can do it, right? Like, I, I love the deadpan <laughs> humor that he injects into that question. Because, I mean, it's obvious that that was coming down the pike and he was prepared for it. And he met it with about the degree of seriousness that it should be met. Like, there is no quarterback controversy in New England between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. It's not. Let me ask you something, though. If they win some games here with Bailey Zappi, I mean, you could see it, can't you? No. You could You could sit. You oh. couldn't see it. No. You saw the guy throw the ball a little bit the other day, and granted, they're going to limit what he does. He doesn't know who he's throwing the ball to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know. They start winning some games. They climb back in it. They beat the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions went on the bye week before, a week early. Okay. Yes, they did. Yeah, they let go of the rope. Stop it. Yes, they did. Yeah. All I'm saying, listen, I just want to create problems wherever I can. Yeah, you just want chaos. That's what, all. What's wrong with that? I don't blame you, but let's just live in reality for a moment rather than fantasy land. There is no quarterback controversy in New England. No, but they, listen. I, I, there's I, more quarterback controversy in Dallas than well, there is in New England. Well, that's where I remain locked in. There's, right? there's more quarterback controversy in Dallas. I really think it's worth 
uh, really examining come Monday if they win this game in Philadelphia as to whether or not Cooper Rush should continue to be the guy. Personally, I don't believe he should be because I think they are doing with him very limited things as they should because he's limited. Sure. So I don't think you want to keep yourself in a situation where you are riding with a limited guy when your defense and everything else is asked a lot more of. And at some point, you have to feel like that might come back to bite you because you don't have a playmaker at quarterback. I hear where you're coming from, Carlin. You just don't buy it. But if you beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who we both agree is probably the most complete roster in the National Football League. I think that's fair. If you beat the Philadelphia Eagles in their building with Cooper Rush as your quarterback, Mm -hmm. you can beat anybody. You can beat anybody. And, and that's the dilemma. I, I'm not saying that there's a quarterback controversy. I just wouldn't want to be the one that has to make that call if Cooper Rush pulls off the upset and wins in Philly this weekend. If he gets it done, I don't want to be the one to say, okay, you're done now. We're going to put you on the shelf, and we're going back to Dak Prescott. It ain't like Dak Prescott is Drew Brees now when they did it a few years ago, the New Orleans Saints, when Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0. and This is not that same situation. Drew Brees won a Super Bowl. Drew Brees has won multiple playoff games. A much more accomplished quarterback. This is different. And so I don't I don't know if I want to be the one in the position to say, your ride as our starting quarterback is over. We're going to go back to Dak Prescott. Could you imagine if they beat the Eagles with Cooper Rush as their quarterback, you put Dak back in as the starter, and you lose to either the Lions or the See, Bears before the bye week? Once could again. You, could you imagine that world? Once again, rooting for chaos. I'm, I'm actually rooting for that, too. That I want chaos. that to be the case. And you're a former cowboy. I want it to happen. <laughs> I want to see what, what billionaire math Jerry Jones comes up with then. One plus one <laughs> might equal six at that point. I, I want to know. <laughs> How quickly would it be if Dak came back, they lost one of those games where Jerry would pull the plug on Dak? I still think he's ticked off that he had to pay him. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to give him that money. I don't think he ever wanted to give him that money. Yeah. I don't know that he full-on ever it, it, truly believed in him. Is he justified for not wanting to give it to him, seeing what Cooper Rush is doing? Mm, I don't know about justified. This is the National League Division Series on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.